Hello! Basketball nerds unite! The Hoophead, another episode about basketball. We're 10 games into the NBA season, and we've got a few thoughts on a couple teams tonight. We've got some articles up on the website. If you go to undertheirrelevance.com slash thehoophead, everything's on there. If you go to undertheirrelevance.com, you click on the Hoophead link, and it'll take you to all the articles on our site all about basketball. We've got two new articles up. One about Malcolm Brogdon. Could he possibly be the next James Harden? That's clickbait, so I hope you click on it. The other one is just a little update on the 10-game mark through this season. We got surprises, disappointments, and we've also got some key things to look for as we head to forward through the rest of the NBA season. Um, today we're just going to talk about a couple of the teams um, that have been on my radar because the first one is my favorite basketball team, the Phoenix Suns. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a diehard Phoenix Suns fan. Love them to death. I have never talked shit about the Phoenix Suns. I've never said they were a bad team. I was never quoted as saying on my website earlier this year that the Phoenix Suns will be the worst team in the Western Conference. What else is new? That's not a quote that I said about the preseason Western Conference rankings. I never said that. I may have written it, but I didn't mean it. I really didn't mean it in my heart. The Phoenix Suns have played amazing through the first 10 games. They're 6-4. and four. They have, uh, they're leading the league in assists per game. A lot of that has to do with some of the new young pieces that they got. Well, actually more of the new veteran pieces that they got to add to the young pieces. Guys like Aaron Baines, Dario Saric, Tyler Johnson's returning from last season um, from a trade that they made with the Miami Heat at the trade deadline last year. And then, of course, Ricky Rubio, a guy who has been prone to NBA slander among NBA fans. A lot of the fact, a lot of that is just because of how highly he was regarded, you know, when he was 16, 17, 18 years old, playing on those Spanish FIBA teams and Olympic teams, looking like he was already one of the best players in the whole world at that age. And when he came over to the NBA, he didn't quite live up to those expectations. Now, He's not a bad basketball player. If anything, he's gotten better as his career has gone on. He just hasn't lived up to the expectations that people assumed they thought he was going to be uh, the next, like, Steve Nash, you know, MVP, MVP type of player. He's never been that guy. He's always been a good point guard and a really good point guard now in the last couple seasons, last year with the Utah Jazz and this year with the Phoenix Suns. Um, He's been everything for them. He's... The offense runs through him. As soon as the ball comes up the court, he's the one dribbling up the floor. Whereas last year, you had Devin Booker bringing up the floor, the guy who's also trying to create all the shots for you. So that was never going to work, especially um, with the Suns always having different head coaches and Devin Booker being more of a pure scorer than a, a ball handler, you know, the guy who starts to play. So Ricky Rubio has got them off to a great start. They are leading the league in assists per game with 28.3. They have a total of 285 assists, which is only behind the Detroit Pistons. They are 10th in total points. They are only 7th in fouls committed. So that shows a little bit about their head coach, Monty Williams, who was an assistant coach 
on the Philadelphia 76ers last year. He's bounced around in the NBA. He's been a NBA head coach before, but he's never had a squad kind of like this, you know, a team where he's an organization where he's going into where they've there's been just so much dysfunction for a while now, ever since the end of the Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni era. They've just been a, com a complete mess, especially ever since they got Devin Booker. They haven't figured out what they want to be. Devin Booker has had a different head coach every single year of his young MB every single season of his young NBA career. And now Monty Williams looks like he finally has a good coach. He was highly regarded, one of the most sought-after coaches in the NBA uh, last offseason, and the Phoenix Suns were able to land him. Probably one of the best front office decisions that they have made in over a decade being able to get a head coach who's going to teach them discipline and understand what it takes to be a winner and not get accustomed to that losing mentality the losing that they have gone through for the entire career of Devin Booker um Monty Williams is teaching them all the things that it takes to be a successful team the number one thing the number one, the thing that they're number one in right now, excuse me, in the NBA is field goal percentage. Now, it's not like they're just getting a bunch of shots around the basket. They're shooting 39.7 of their shots from three-point range. So that means four of every 10 shots is coming from deep. So they're shooting 47.5% uh, right now. That's almost 50% from the field. Best in the NBA. They've taken 348 three-pointers in comparison to their 537 three-pointers. They're shooting almost 40% from three and 53% from two. That's got a lot to do with where they're getting their shots and who's delivering the ball to them. So a guy like Ricky Rubio is going to get the ball to their to these guys' where they like to shoot from. So Devin Booker, he likes that, you know, that high corner three-pointer. Ricky Rubio has been driving to the lane, kicking out to Devin Booker, who has created a little bit of space and isn't even seeing double teams as much anymore this season because of their ability to score the basketball. Their five-man rotation right now with Aaron Baines at center, Kelly Oubre, Dario Saric, Devin Booker, and Ricky Rubio is averaging being a plus 19 Score differential, averaging plus 19 on the floor when they're all five on the floor together. They are plus 61 in point differential, which is top 10 in the league as well. So all these offensive stats are making them look like they could go the distance. Three of their four losses have been against, well, actually all four of their losses have been against good, against good teams. Their only loss that wasn't really a close game was the one against the Miami Heat. Uh, the other three games are at Denver, lost by one point, against Utah, another loss by one point, and another loss against the Los Angeles Lakers, which went all the way down to the wire, and then Kyle Kuzma um, put them over the hump for the win. They needed him to beat the Suns, something that you would never have to worry about before. I have a Lakers fan friend. We were watching the replay of the Suns game the other night when they were playing the Brooklyn Nets, and... They seemingly couldn't get stopped. They hit 16 three-pointers. Against the Lakers, they had 14 three-pointers first through the first three quarters alone. Um, so they're getting the shots that they want. But we were watching the game, and he was like, the Lakers are going to have a tough time with the Suns because 
They're second in the NBA in pace. They they move the ball so fast up the floor that they make it a full court game instead of a half court game. Now, without DeAndre Ayton, that's how they have to play. Aaron Baines has been huge for them. He's a a good three-point shooter for his size and um, for the fact that he's a center. And he's brought a winning mentality to the team. Last few years, he's been with the Boston Celtics, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals two out of the last three years. That brings something to your team, um, especially an organization who has had nothing but failures. So this insertion of all these new guys is kind of making them look like a completely different team. They have Mikhail Bridges on the bench, and they also have um, Cam Johnson on the bench, who are young guys who are looking to help them moving forward, but they're not getting a lot of playing time right now because that five-man combination we were talking about is playing so well together that you might as well not fix it if it's not broken. So um, they've been incredible through the first 10 games of the season. Six and four, looking really good out of the gate, um, looking like they could be in for a playoff push if they keep it going throughout the whole season and if they're able to stay healthy. Now when they get DeAndre Ayton back, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's going to be tough because, I mean, the guy only played one season so far and then one game. And they got tested positive for a diuretic that is ultimately banned because you can use it to mask the fact that your body had any kind of human growth hormones or, or steroids in your blood system. Now, he claims it was an accident, and that's that's possible, but also that's what every single athlete says whenever they get tested positive for these kinds of things, including John Collins, who got tested positive for an actual HGH and still said that it was entered into his body by mistake. So who knows what's true? It really doesn't matter at this point. He's suspended. He tried to appeal. It did not go through. So he'll be out for 25 games. We'll see where they're at at that point. If they have a winning record with Aaron Baines at the starting position, it'll be interesting to see where what Monty Williams does. If he starts DeAndre Ayton because he has to because he was the top pick, or if he chooses to stick with Aaron Baines until there's some show of failure or that this may not be working. It's working right now. And for the Phoenix Suns, you can't take any chances just because you've got this young guy who, you know, wants to prove himself because he was the top pick and and that's the guy you chose so that's the guy you have to play if Aaron Baines is playing good then you have to play him uh there's not really anything you can you can do about it but Monty Williams is a smart coach he's a a veteran coach he's been in this league for a long time so it'll be interesting to see where they're at and what they'll do moving forward when DeAndre Ayton comes back uh hopefully They'll to keep it going. I mean, I I like to see the Phoenix Suns be good again. Uh, haven't really been involved in a in any kind of Suns serious action since they've had Amari Stoudemire and uh, Steve Nash when Kobe Bryant used to hit game winners against them all the time. Poor guys. But I mean, before that, they had Charles Barkley, and that was my favorite player when I was like four years old. So hey, go Suns. Now. The next team we want to talk about is the Houston Rockets. 
heading into the season, they had a lot of expectations. They are um, coming in as a team who took the took their roster to the Western Conference Finals and then lost in the second round last year to the Golden State Warriors. And they made a move. They switched up Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Now, so far, it's looked okay. It's been very shaky at times where they, it kind of doesn't look like what they know what they're doing and then they just get bailed out by uh, James Harden just hitting incredible shot after incredible shot. But when that offense is moving and it's clicking, they scored 159 points in a game on the road. Now, albeit it was against the Washington Wizards, but it's not like everybody's scoring 160 points against them. That's not easy to do. But the thing that happened was they also gave up 158 points in that game. They've been atrocious on defense, giving up 118 points per game. And they're sitting at... 8-3 and three right now. They just beat the Los Angeles Clippers, who is just on ESPN right now. They've been terrible on defense, but they've shown flashes of moving forward. In the last few minutes against that game against the, the Clippers, they made a few stops, including when they were up by 7 points. After they just hit a bucket, they were up by 7 points with a little over a minute to go. Kawhi's at the top of the key, going man-to-man on James Harden. James Harden reaches in, steals the ball, Games are essentially over. So there's times when they've shown that they can play good defense. That Los Angeles Clippers team is one of the best teams in the league, especially at full strength, what they were, which they were, and they held them to under 100 points. If they can get it to around 110 to even 105 points per game, now that's going to be tough, especially... I mean, they've given up. They've had two games where they've given up over 140 points, so that number's going to be up for a while. But if we're looking around the All-Star game point, and they're down around 110 to 105 points per game allowed, they're most likely going to have one of the top three records in the West. They already do. They're eight and three. They're not playing great. They're but they're still winning ball games just because of the fact that James Harden is playing so incredible and he's bailed them out time and time again he has five 40 point games this season already including a 59 point performance and another 46 point performance tonight against the los angeles clippers he could possibly be in the running for mvp again offensively i don't know what player in the league is touching him i mean you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's just who just bullies people, and he's been putting up numbers like 36, 9, and 5, and 2 blocks and 2 steals. He's just stuffing the stat sheet. But he has limitations to his game. He, If he's hitting his threes or if he's even hitting his jump shots, that's when he's going to get those 30-plus point performances. But if he can't hit those shots, it's going to be tough because teams are going to pack the paint. They're going to force him to shoot from outside like teams did when LeBron was younger. But LeBron had a jump shot. He just didn't hit it as often as he would have liked to. Now, Giannis doesn't have a jump shot. He still has a hitch in his shot. Kind of pause when he shoots it. He puts the arm up, elbow goes up, then the shot goes up. And it kind of rolls off the palm of his hand because he's so huge. When you're looking at offensively, that's kind of the only guy that's anywhere near James Harden. Steph Curry's out 
this season may essentially be out the whole entire season. Um, but you're talking about a guy who can drive to the lane, who can hit mid-range jump shots, who can hit three-point shots, who can hit deep three-point shots, who can hit step-back three-point shots, who can draw fouls, who can make free throws, all at a high percentage. Even though his game is kind of stop and go, stop and go, because he's so good at drawing those fouls on the defense, he leads the league with 144 free throws made right now. Um, so it it can get tedious if you're not a fan of that type of play, uh, which is just getting a bucket no matter what. Um, he's been able to almost break it down into an art. Um, there's there's not a lot of players like him. I mean, he's averaging 37 points per game average, and every single year he's he's gone up and up and up. Two years ago he was 31 points per game. Last year he was 36 points per game. This year he's already at 37 points per game. The most improved player in the NBA, the award is supposed to be for a guy who goes from essentially unknown to known, um, but this guy has been the most improved player in the NBA in the last four or five years. He just keeps getting better and better and better. And it's going to be tough for teams to slow him down when he gets into his spots and he's able to do what he do whenever he do it. Now, the Houston Rockets, like I said, they're 8-3. and three. They're looking okay, and they're still 8-3. and three. So that's scary, especially for a lot of the teams in the West. They just beat the Los Angeles Clippers. It'll be very fun to watch them. Their offense is going to be amazing. There's going to be a lot of nights where they give up a lot of points, uh, which is only going to mean that James Harden is going to be chucking the ball up even more. So, um, Phoenix Suns could potentially be a playoff-bound team. The Houston Rockets could potentially be even better than a lot of people expected because of James Harden's improved play from his already high play. Um, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Stay smart. Basketball nerds unite. Good night.